It's Thursday, July the 30th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Boeing axes the 747 and tech firm bosses face Congress. First, the world in brief. Unveiling a bigger-than-expected loss for the second quarter, Boeing announced that the last 747 jumbo jet will roll out of its factory in around two years' time. The American plane maker also slashed production of its 777 and 787 airliners and delayed plans to ramp up output of its 737 MAX aircraft, which has been grounded since last year after two crashed, killing 346 people. America's Federal Reserve warned that the country's economic outlook depends on the course of the coronavirus pandemic. Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, said the pace of recovery looks like it has slowed since infections started rising again in June. The Fed pledged to keep interest rates near zero and maintain its emergency economic support. Markets rose slightly at the news. The bosses of America's biggest tech firms defended their business practices at a congressional antitrust hearing against charges that they tried to neutralize the competition. Jeff Bezos, Tim Cook, Sundar Pichai and Mark Zuckerberg also fielded questions on election meddling, content moderation and privacy. Amazon, Apple, Alphabet, Google's parent company and Facebook will reveal quarterly results on Thursday. Federal agents sent to corral protesters in Portland, Oregon are to be withdrawn. The Department of Homeland Security and Oregon's governor have agreed that state police will provide security outside the city's federal courthouse instead. The agents were deployed after President Donald Trump signed a controversial executive order on June 26th to defend public property, including Confederate monuments. The Pentagon said it would reduce the number of American troops in Germany by 11,900. The decision had been trailed by President Donald Trump, who criticizes NATO allies' meager military spending and Germany's trade surplus with America. Some soldiers will go to Belgium and Italy, others possibly to Poland and the Baltic republics, but more than half will return to America. Hong Kong police made their first high-profile arrests under a draconian national security law. Four activists were detained, allegedly for posting secessionist material online. Student Localism, a pro-independence group that was disbanded before the law's introduction, said Tony Chung, its 19-year-old former leader, was among those arrested. The group maintains active chapters abroad. Police said those fall under their jurisdiction too. And Rio Tinto reported better results than expected. The world's biggest iron ore miner announced underlying earnings of $4.75 billion for the six months to the end of June, down just 4% year-on-year, and an interim dividend worth $2.5 billion. The chief executive also apologised for the company's destruction of two 46,000-year-old Aboriginal sites in Australia earlier this year. And now, here's today's agenda. Counting the cost, America's economy. 
American statisticians will today reveal their first estimate of how much the economy shrank during the three months to the end of June as the country went into lockdown. Economists expect GDP to have fallen by about 10% in the quarter as bars, restaurants and shops closed and office workers stayed at home. That is equivalent to annualised shrinkage of around 35%. Though the economy has bounced back somewhat from its nadir in the spring, a new wave of COVID-19 infections seems to have caused the recovery in the labour market to stall. As a result, the outlook for consumption, which is driving the recent swings in the economy, is uncertain. Much now depends on negotiations in Congress to extend or replace a $600 emergency boost to weekly unemployment benefits, which expires on Friday. Without an agreement to do so, household incomes and spending will probably crater, leading to more bleak economic data to come. Altogether now, Big Tech unveils quarterly results. Analysts of technology stocks will be busy today. After the bosses of Alphabet, Google's parent, Amazon, Apple and Facebook were grilled at a congressional hearing yesterday, the four firms will announce quarterly results at 30-minute intervals, starting with Alphabet at 4.30pm New York time and ending with Facebook at 6pm. The earnings calls are usually more spread out, but were delayed to accommodate the proceedings in Congress. The results will probably be mixed. Analysts predict that Amazon and Facebook had a good quarter, mainly because the pandemic continues to drive consumers and advertisers online. By contrast, Alphabet may turn out to be a COVID-19 loser, with revenue expected to shrink. Apple is somewhere in the middle. Analysts do not really care what its numbers were last quarter. They already focus on the current one when the new iPhone 5G is due for release. Deja Vu, Asia's second wave. Sequels, says Eric Banner, an Australian actor trapped in his Melbourne home, are the worst. Melbourne is back in lockdown after a new COVID-19 outbreak. The whole state of Victoria has been closed, but not before the virus sneaked into next-door New South Wales. Some days this week, Australia recorded more cases of COVID-19, 723 today, for example, than at the peak of the first wave in March and April. Australia is not alone. Japan has just recorded 1,000 daily cases for the first time. Even Vietnam is facing outbreaks, having dodged them for a 100-day streak. After Hong Kong's highly successful initial measures against the virus, just seven people died in the first wave. But daily infections have leapt to well over 100 a day and deaths to 24. Restaurants and bars have shut again, masks are compulsory and gatherings prohibited. Carrie Lam, the chief executive, warns of a collapse of the health system. In the chips, Samsung's earnings. Many firms' profits have been ravaged by COVID-19, not Samsung's. The mighty South Korean manufacturer today declared that its operating profit grew by 23% year-on-year in the second quarter to 8.15 trillion won, $6.8 billion. That is largely thanks to chip sales, as data centre operators bought more in order to keep pace with the demands placed on digital services by more people working from home. Plans by Intel, a huge American chip maker, to outsource some manufacturing if needed, have also buoyed Samsung shares, with investors expecting it to win some of that business. But headwinds loom. 
Samsung will be worried about reports that BOE of China will provide screens for Apple's iPhone 12. Samsung made displays for earlier models. American sanctions will also weigh on its mind. Samsung is already barred from making chips for Huawei, a Chinese telecoms giant. As tensions between the superpowers rise, the firm may find itself having to choose sides. Diary of a Disaster – Oil Earnings Royal Dutch Shell reports second quarter results today, part of a string of earnings announcements from the world's biggest oil companies. If figures for the first three months of 2020 looked bad, this lot will be worse. They include April when COVID-19 prompted oil prices to plunge and one futures contract to sink to nearly minus $40 a barrel. Shell and BP, a British rival, announced in June that they would take write-downs of up to $22 billion and $17.5 billion, respectively. The industry as a whole has slashed investment. Bernstein, a research firm, estimates that capital spending this year will drop by 26%. Demand has picked up as economies reopen and commuters favour cars over public transport, but companies still face rising COVID-19 cases in big economies such as America and Brazil, as well as long-term doubts about their business model as the world tries to curb climate change. Expect executives to work to boost profits, not production. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Emily Bronte, who was born on this day in 1818. Any relic of the dead is precious if they were valued living. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.